You're listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast, where it's all about exploring possibilities for making an honest living outside of the traditional nine to five. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Corporate Quitter. I'm your host, Gabby Ionello. Today's guest is Dr. Christine Manukin. She's a functional medicine practitioner, business coach, two-time best-selling author, speaker, top-rated story podcast host, and mother of two. Her mission is to help burned-out medical professionals who are struggling to balance family, career, and their health to take control of their life and career and create a profitable virtual practice with her signature certification program, Functional Medicine Business Academy. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur, she spent 13 years in corporate America as a clinical pharmacist with various leadership roles. So Christine, I'm so grateful that you can come on today because coming from like being in pharmacy and then going to being like your own entrepreneur is just like such a huge leap between the two realms. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. And before we even get started, I want to say huge congrats to you. Every day I tune into social media, I'm like, Gabby's on TV. Gabby's being published. I was like, what is next for Gabby? I'm like, seriously, I am such a huge fan. And we literally met, when I say literally met, meaning like our relationship has been less than six months old, but it's so beautiful to see your growth, even this short period of time. So huge congrats to the sister. Like you're doing the thing. And this is such an amazing, amazing platform for others to like understand what's possible when you make that decision to create your own legacy. So thank you for having me. Yeah, damn, that was such a nice thing to say. I really appreciate it. Also, like, I am really grateful that you're on to share kind of your background because I speak to so many people in so many different industries. A lot of them have that roadblock of like, but I can't do it because of X. Whereas like, right, you went from such a physically demanding type of atmosphere, right? You physically have to be in a pharmacy. You physically have to do those things to now running a virtual practice and write a very successful one, albeit. So like the more people that I can interview who are like doing the damn thing, the better and more empowered and inspired my audience will be, so. Absolutely. It's just having that like badass mentality that why not me and why not now? I think that's the biggest like shift of mindset that we all need to go through because we see all these people less qualified, less educated doing this damn thing like you're talking about because they have that unstoppable badass mentality of like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fail forward. I'm going to learn from my own mistakes. And I'm just going to do this because my why is so much bigger than those little hiccups I get throughout the day, right? This little roadblocks that are like thrown at my face and that you'll just figure it out. So it's all about like understanding like why you want to do this and why not me? Like seriously, like shit, why not me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talking on that, like why not you? What's your story? Like you were in corporate America for 13 years, right? In pharmacy. How did you stumble into virtual business, right? Having that leap of like, you know what? Damn right. Like it's time for me to do my thing. Like I'm going to do this. What happened? Oh my gosh. I'm a huge believer that there's a story behind the story. And I'm also a huge believer. My motto is that everyone deserves a second chance to rewrite their story and become the best version of themselves. And prior to even becoming a pharmacist and stepping into this space is I'm an immigrant. I came to U.S. when I was 16 years of age, coming from Eastern Europe, like eating all organic. We didn't know anything about GMO, all this crap that we put in our bodies. Everything was clean. Like we just drink water from the sink and it's the purest thing, right? And coming to the States and being exposed to all this nonsense that's being fed into our ecosystem, I quickly 
realize how inflamed and how sick my body was getting, especially when I started having back-to-back kids, gained like almost 80 pounds throughout my pregnancies, but also the stress, the environment that I was in. I was a hospital executive working in one of the top-notch hospitals here in Beverly Hills at Cedars-Sinai. The responsibilities, the pressure of being a new mom, like everything kind of added up and I became this massive burnout because I was trading my health for my recognition and titles at work. I was climbing the ladder and I was doing the thing. And at age 35, I found myself being morbidly obese with extremely high cholesterol, extremely burnout, no sleep, no sleep at all. Like literally, I don't like, how the heck did I even function? Being kind of like addicted to this like garbage food because that's all I could afford squeezing into my five-minute lunch break if I was lucky to sit down to eat. And next thing I know, I'm finding myself in my doctor's office sitting, getting my annual checkup. And at age 35, my doctor's like looking straight in my eyes. She's like, Christine, the way you're going, you're going to have a heart attack by the time you turn 40. Because I was, again, morbidly obese, high stress, high cholesterol, it was like a perfect storm to happen. And I was like, I'm just 35 years young. Like, I have two little kids at home. I don't want to die. But the only solution I was given, Gabby, and this is so sad, but this is the reality. I was given a pill to lower my cholesterol so I don't have a heart attack. It's like a guarantee. Like, take this pill. But we will make sure we monitor your liver. We monitor your organs. Make sure no damage is happening. So I'm like, literally, I'm giving a toxic pill that's going to cause internal damage. But then my labs may look good because my cholesterol is lowering. So I don't have a heart attack. Nobody gave me that opportunity to be like, let's change your lifestyle. Let's add in some movement. What's causing your stress? And I remember walking out that door. I said, I'm not going to take this pill. I know better. I'm just going to look for an option, an opportunity that I can try that first. If this doesn't work, then I'll go back. I have a solution. The pill is always there. Ain't going nowhere, right? I have the script in my hands. I can always go to the pharmacy and get that filled. But I started looking for alternative ways of healing my body. And what I found was holistic health and functional medicine, which I didn't even know it was a thing. (laughs) Because again, as a clinician who's been trained over like 10 years, we don't learn about herbs and supplements and lifestyle adaptogen. We don't do that because the big pharmas need to push the pills. All this beautiful space that's out there, it's known as more of like a woo-woo stuff. There's not enough science. There's not enough literature. There's not enough data. And I'm like, but why? Thank God I gave myself permission to look and I was open for different opportunities, which is step number one. You have to decide you don't want to settle. And again, what I found was holistic health. I lost over 100 pounds by doing intermittent fasting, working out, and I also stepped down from my admin position that I was killing my health. I was like, I don't need this extra fancy titles. Like, who am I impressing? Like, seriously, who am I impressing? And I was like, I went to the root cause of what's causing my stress, which was my job. (laughs) It was my job driving two hours a day, sitting in the car and being stressed out. So I stepped down. I said, I don't need that extra like couple of thousand dollars a year to like kill my health. Went back to the root cause, lost the weight, corrected my cholesterol. In fact, I even became a bodybuilding fitness athlete. Oh my God, I saw those pictures today. I was scrolling through your Instagram. I'm like, I keep seeing pictures of her in like really, really slim in these dresses. I'm like, and I saw the picture of you with the Wonder Woman outfit. I was like, holy shit. I didn't even know this. I hadn't seen it before. 
Yeah. And a lot of people haven't seen that part because I like to talk about it. But a lot of folks who haven't seen my journey, you know, like you're talking about, yes, I was on stage after losing 105 pounds, being so dedicated to my fitness goals and having that mindset of I am unstoppable. I am Wonder Woman. Yes, that was like the leanest I've ever been, which is not maintainable. But again, that was what's possible. Having that mindset shift, really taking care of this body that we were like so privileged to live in and stop abusing the body that I was living in, right? Having that strength to push forward. And yeah, after like finishing the, you know, being the Wonder Woman on stage, I was like, what's next? I started running. And actually for my 40th birthday, I ran a marathon last year. So that was another big thing to accomplish. And I was like, here's what's proof. Here's my doctor giving me a pill saying, go take this pill so you don't have a heart attack by the time you turn 40. And here I am not taking the pill, using holistic health and functional medicine, healing my body and becoming athlete in like two different sports. Seriously, that's what's possible. And that kind of opened up my eyes. Your question was like, how did I start this whole functional medicine space? Again, I did not even realize this is a legit profession. I'll be the first one to admit because people don't understand this is a thing. <laughs> There's so much like controversy, like, oh, those supplements don't work, or this is just something that it's not enough data. Again, that's what we've been brainwashed of knowing. And it was last year, January of 2020, I found a nurse practitioner who was on the podcast. I love listening to podcasts. I spend two hours in my car every single day, constantly like fueling my brain with like functional medicine stuff, holistic health stuff, like business, entrepreneurialist mindset stuff. And again, I found that this nurse practitioner talking about functional medicine as a business. And then I was like, hmm, why not me? I have a doctorate in pharmacy. I'm such a huge fan of holistic health because I've seen my own transformation. I've helped over 300 people transform their own health with holistic health as well too. Why not me investing the time in a business mentor so I can make this into a business model for me? And this is before the pandemic. And this was creating a virtual functional medicine practice. And of course, a few months later, me living here in California, everything is massive shutdowns. The world is shifting. And I was like, oh my gosh. I made the best decision before I even knew what's coming. Now everything was kind of like, wow, like this is the right time, especially now when the world is shifting to like more holistic approach, giving people opportunities. They like to shop online. They want to see their doctor like through telehealth versus driving and waiting, you know, all that time. And now I'm like, wow, thank God I went with my guts. You know, if you like human design, I'm a generator. Like, I'm a manifesting generator for the other type. But again, like, I just go with that. And literally during the global pandemic, I launched my virtual practice while still working full time at the hospital, being extremely stressed out again because we got kids at home with no childcare. Literally, right before my 40th birthday, I decided to make the big decision of leaving my corporate job because. I attended a big event with Tony Robbins. He poured his belief into like, I can do this. I just needed that extra push. So I didn't feel like, okay, I'm really crazy. Like, you know what I'm like, legit, like, am I crazy? <laughs> is this like a midlife crisis I'm going through? But I had to decide again, like, this is the time and I'm not going to like settle for anything less than like incredible. So yeah, last year, like a few days before my 40th birthday, I officially became a corporate dropout, which is such a fun thing to say. And being on your podcast as a corporate quitters, I'm like, this is so awesome. I love this term, right? And stepping into this new beautiful space of 
having that feeling of like when you have your heart and soul into something, you figure it out. You figure the shit out. You make it work. And Gabby, like I'm not here to saying to brag about it, but I left a high six-figure salary on the table during a global pandemic with a new business model that I just tapped into. But what's possible this year, I tripled my income. I had multiple six-figure months this year. So this is what's possible when you make that decision, you're going all in. I don't do a half-assed job. I didn't come this far to come this far. And I know you get it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? I get it. I get it. I've been watching all you Kelly Roach people. I'm right behind you. And this is what's possible. You know what I mean? Because I go back to my why of why did I want to do this? And my why is to impact 1 million lives around the world, bringing in holistic health and functional medicine into their lifestyle. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to train and educate and certify 1,000 clinicians in my academy, in the Functional Medicine Business Academy, so they can all start their own practice and impact 1,000 lives themselves. I'm getting goosebumps just saying those numbers. That's how I will accomplish my mission of impacting 1 million lives around the world, but I'm not doing this alone. I got an incredible tribe of clinicians who also understand the value of what we're doing, and now in return, they're going to help 1,000 patients around the world so we can all together accomplish this like movement, I like to call it. I'm leading, I'm leading this entire functional medicine revolution because, again, this is going to become the standard of practice. Your doctor is going to ask you about your lifestyle. Your doctor is going to ask you about movement, your fitness, eating habits, you know, emotional stress, physical stress everything. They're going to figure it out how to give you more than five minutes during your physical treatment. Isn't that ridiculous? Like the corporate model is like, okay, you're in and out. Like we don't even have a relationship. You don't even know me. <laughs> like You don't know. You can't help. Like, I mean, okay, yes, you could prescribe a pill. That's great. But like, that doesn't actually solve, like you said, the root problem of why that thing is happening. Yeah. You know? And also, like, you talked about the relationship. Like, we're in a relationship business. My practice is based on, I'm spending over an hour every session with my clients to understand what's going on. I don't have a script, like, oh, I'm going to tell Gabby this or that. No. I show up and I have you talk. You tell me what you would like to get help with today. Let's say talking about X, Y, and Z today. But if you need something better that's what we're going to talk about because that's an urgent need that you have. And yes, you're building that relationship, but also, Gabby, like, you know, what's broken in our medical system is that relationship with your doctor, like, we don't see them as a human being who also has struggles because they're like here, like, you know, oh, I can never share with my doctor that I'm depressed or stressed, or I've thought about like, you know, suicidal, like it's happening. But people are embarrassed to say the truth because they know they're going to get judged. That's what's in their heads. Because they've never even asked their doctor, hey, doc, was there a time in your life that you felt like you were depressed or stressed? And let me tell you, when you ask that question, your doctor, if they're open and vulnerable, they'll be like, yeah, all the time. Because, again, just going through school, you're stressed and depressed all the time because it's so stressful, right? But if as a patient, you're not asking those questions, hey, doc, have you experienced this too? Like building that trust of like you're opening your heart and soul, that's what makes functional medicine so special because we have that time. And all my clinicians are being so vulnerable with their own struggles because it opens up more doors of 
that relationship you have with your client is just another human being sitting there and sharing the same struggles we did. And there's no judgment. Now you're speaking their language versus like, here, Gabby, go take this pill to help you with your cholesterol or to lose weight or this and that, right? It's more like, I've been there and this is what I'm going to help you with. And this is how we're going to do it based on your customized needs and goals and your time frame, how fast you want to get there, how slow you want to get there. It's not a sprint. You got to take your time. The damage has been done for so many years already, and we cannot reverse this in like overnight. No, you got to be patient. But again, our society is like instant gratification. Like I want something quick and fast, right? No. Well, it's the same thing with business. You know, there's so many people who just want the quick. I'm sure you get it too. Like people message me all the time. Like, oh, I want to start a podcast and I want to have it done by like two weeks. I'm like, no, no, no. No, like this is taking months in the making to get it to being like in media. Like this is not an overnight thing. There's no, like we can educate you and give you the shortcut, right? In this case, you're educating them on alternative ways of being healthy, but like it takes time and you have to refine your process. You have to build relationships. You have to become a better storyteller, like actually do good marketing. Like it's so, it's such an extensive thing. Exactly. People always see the glory, but they don't see the struggle behind it. And I'm one of those people who likes to share my struggles and my pain points and the mistakes that have costed me a lot of money (laughs) because that's what makes me human and more relatable to people who are looking for like, oh, I want to do this too. I want to start my own practice also. Because if you don't share that publicly and you just make this so beautiful and flawless, you're not relatable. Now people are like, oh my gosh, I got to be perfect. Oh my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do that, right? And they don't see themselves in your shoes because they haven't even seen like the struggle you're going through. And that's one of the things like I always like to talk about my struggles and the mistakes that I've made that's costed me a lot of time and money. So now they are like, wow, if Christine made those mistakes and she's successful, it's okay for me to make a mistake too. I'm not killing no one. I'm not killing no one by making business decision, period. It's a business decision. It's not rocket science. It's not a science, (laughs) really. You know what I mean? Just having that belief of like being okay, like not to be perfect. I'm a Virgo type A. I'm a recovering perfectionist, okay? Because this is what's possible. Again, going back to my like original statement, there are people less qualified doing this incredible things in the world and as they should, but again, this imposter syndrome is killing so many dreams and hopes because we try to compete. We try to look better. We try to like fit in. I was like, who decided what you need to fit in? Shit, I don't care. You know, we're talking about social media. I get people like pitch me all the time. Oh, your social media feed can be or arranged even better, have a better brand promise. I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> people are hiring me for my beautiful Instagram page. They're hiring me for the content that's in there. But again, people who don't know what their value proposition is, they'll be like, hmm, yeah, for me to be successful, I have to have this beautiful, organic, like Instagram feed with all this like, you know, viral views. I was like, no, you don't. You don't. You just need to have a handful of qualified people who want the services that you're offering for you to be successful. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Like, I was just talking to someone the other day who was also like, she was one of the other women on the Good Morning America segment. And she was like, 
you know, we were both talking like, oh yeah, it's so great to be like up in the news and the media and all that stuff. But like, that doesn't necessarily mean we're successful. It means we're doing something right. But that doesn't mean, you know, if you have a million views, doesn't mean that you're making money. It doesn't mean that you're hitting the mark. And right, I'm not knocking my success, but or anyone else's, but like, just because it looks a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that you're making an impact or making money. It's not like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was another thing too. Like, you know, I just had my recent publication in Forbes and everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's on Forbes. I'm like, yes, because I pitched to Forbes. I put myself out there. I follow their content. I'm pitching to publishers all day long because I want my message to be heard globally. I have a huge vision to accomplish. I just said this. I want to impact million lives around the world. How am I going to do that? I'm going to be hiding behind the scenes. And yes, Gabby, you inspire me to like pitch to TV channels now too. I'm like, hello. And that's what's possible. You see this other badass woman doing this incredible things and you ask yourself, why not me? I've been playing small. I've never actually pitched to TV. I've pitched to a lot of publications. I've had incredible publications picked up like Yahoo, NYC News, like all these places. But again, I've never pitched to TV. So thank you. Yeah. All today, inspiring me to do that. <laughs> like they were so approachable too. I mean, just in general, like one of the producers, like I'm following her on Instagram now. We like chat over Messenger because I'm like, oh my God, I like you. And she's like, I like you too. I'm like, this is great. Like they're just normal human beings, you know? Yeah. But again, it has not been a priority on my like radar at this point. But I was like, oh my gosh, no, I see my girl Gabby like freaking killing it. I was like, Heck yeah, I'm going to pitch. I'm going to go for it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? No or not now? Who cares? But at least you know you've tried it. You know you're getting into this like out of your head of like, they're never going to respond back to me. Or, you know, I need to be like fake to be on TV because that's another thing too, Gabby. I'm sure like a lot of people like tell you like, oh, you try to make this like so glamorous to be on TV and people like drama on TV and they like to have this like controversial topic because that's what sells. I'm like, no, you not really. Like this is not a reality TV show. This is you putting yourself out there because you have such a huge mission and vision for your brand, for your company, and becoming the voice for all these incredible millennials who want to, like, they don't want to have the nine-to-five jobs. Like, you know what I mean? They're meant for so much more. And you're giving them the platform to actually go for it and just do the damn thing and surround themselves with people who are in the same mindset of doing things that they're elevating one another, supporting one another versus, like, how am I going to compete with Gabby? No, it's like, freaking A, like Gabby has some special like zone of genius that I don't have. Her audience needs something that I have and vice versa. How can I collaborate with her so my audience gets the value of what she's teaching and vice versa? I can add value to her audience. It's like collaboration over competition. But again, we live in this like crazy wild space in social media when a lot of, I'm going to be raw and real, a lot of females are feeling so competitive and you realize who is there for like trying to use your network to make them shine versus like, how can I genuinely collaborate with Christine? Because I just dig her shit. Like, I like what she's doing. I like her. You know what I mean? I uh, all the time. And you can tell like who is in it for publicity. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know why, but it's it's sad to say this. It's women, please stop doing that. Like we can tell being on the other end, like I can see why you want to connect with me. And I can see that. I can feel that. Just simple conversation. Like just talk about what value you can add to my network versus like how can your network help me to get better? Like I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not who I want to track to. Yeah. 
I mean, it's even with like podcast stuff. You know, I always get messages, especially now because I've been on media, like, oh, I'd love to be on your podcast. And like, so would everyone. Like, what are you bringing to the table? And I don't mean that to be rude, but it's just like, okay, if I'm giving you that platform, you have to make it so that it's worthwhile for my audience. Like, and that's the same thing with you. Like, whether someone's on your podcast or in your community, like, I'm not going to bring someone randomly on the show who I don't believe in. Like, you know, Dr. Christine, you are on here because I believe in what you do and you're a powerhouse. Like, that is why you're on here, you know? So it's just, I think people forget that in order to pitch effectively, you just have to come from a place of value. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter the size of the following. It doesn't matter where people are coming from or their backgrounds. It just matters that you want to help and provide value and just like be a normal human being who wants to like collaborate and get to know each other from a lens of business. Absolutely. And yes, it's like what value you can bring into my audience, whether it's through like speaking engagements, whether it's podcasts, it doesn't matter. That's the question you should ask versus like, oh, I have all these qualifications and I think your audience needs me. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> like, I don't even see you subscribed or leaving a review on my podcast to start since we're having this conversation. I think it's important for those people who are listening to this recording. Like, again, you're always asking, like, maybe you're sitting there asking yourself, like, wow, how did Christine have like publication in Forbes? How is Gabby on TV? Again, we add value and let them decide if we're a right fit for them. I may have a value, but this is not maybe what they're looking for at this moment. Doesn't mean like, it's not a place. It's just not the right platform, not the right show, not the right publication. You always have to say if it's the right fit. It's like that perfect marriage. When people separate, doesn't mean like they're bad people. Sometimes they are. But most of the time, it's just more like they were just not a right fit to work together. And that's the same thing too, Gabby. I know it's like business and entrepreneurial thing. I'm very hand-selective of the clinicians I bring into our tribe. Because again, I'm building this movement and I want everybody to come from that heart of service, heart of giving, supporting one another versus like, oh, I'm going to have my practice better than hers. No, I don't want to work with you. If you have that mindset, that competitive edge, you don't belong in my tribe. And that's why not everyone can join the academy. Like you have to apply. As you're interviewing me to hire me as your business mentor, I'm interviewing you if you're a right fit for my show. Because I already have incredible 40 plus souls in my academy right now. You have to be understanding the vision, what we stand for. You know, same with your podcast. Like how is this blending in with your mission and your audience and your tribe? Do I want to associate myself with other podcast guests that are on there? Heck yeah, I do. Because that's why I said yes. <laughs> that's why we had this like huge conversation because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're doing some amazing, like this is huge. Like this is huge. Just because you're on a podcast or publication, like ask yourself, like, do you want to be in that role of people who were there? Like, do you see yourself associated with them? If the answer is yes, then freaking go for it and ask them, how can I add value to your audience? Not how amazing I am. What can I do for your audience? And simple things like, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and be genuinely say what you like about us versus just to pitch. So there's the art of pitching to here it is our conversation turning into like how to pitch because it's it's an art. Again, it didn't happen overnight. It's years of making. Again, where everybody sees us right now like, oh, wow, she just quit her job and now making like triple her income. No, it didn't happen overnight. It's been years and making, years of investing in my own growth. Years of understanding what I really, really want and desire. And was I making like decisions in the past from my ego or was I making decisions from my desires? And let me tell you, 
my entire professional career, I was making decisions based on my ego because I wanted those titles behind my name. I wanted to have that power inside my department of being a manager and you know, supervisor role. It was the ego talking. Did I really enjoy my job? No, I didn't. It was my ego talking and the salary that was associated with that. There are days I would come home crying. I'm like, I hate my job because it was hard. That's why a lot of people don't want to do that job. You know what I'm like? I didn't go to school for this. Especially when you're tapping into this admin position. And especially when you're working in this top-notch hospital that celebrities walk by you every single day. That's the pressure you're in. You can't slip anything. Every mistake can cost you a lot. And I don't mean financially. It's just it will ruin your career. Every mistake can ruin your career. And I was like, I'm not happy. Like, what the heck am I doing? This is not the movie I want to be in. But again, I was making decisions based on my ego. So again, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope I'm resonating with you. And if we are, please let us know of what decision are you going to make in 2022 that's going to come from your desires of what you really want and just put everything else aside of like, how are you going to do that? No, you'll figure it out. The how will come. Trust me, the how will come. The right people magically will be in front of you, giving you options and opportunities. You're like, shit, how did you know I was looking for that? Literally, literally that exact same thing happened about a month after I quit my job in February. Someone that I had, I ended up interviewing on my podcast, but he was an old friend of mine and he was like, hey, I actually need help with like social media stuff and almost like an operations or chief of staff. Like, do you want to do a side gig? I was like, hell yeah, I do. And so I did that for like a couple of months until I was able to like come up with a business plan. Like, and the timing was perfect. Like I got to earn and learn and still run my business and still get to sleep eight hours and still enjoy my life while I did all this. Like, The fact that that happens still blows my mind. And I'm sure there's a ton of stories like that for you as well. Oh my gosh. Can I highlight what you just said? Because that's in my brain. That's in my vocabulary. You talked about earn while you learn. In corporate America, this is not a thing. In corporate America, you go to school, you take all these loans, you're learning till you get the job. Now you can earn money. In the entrepreneurial space you just talked about, you're making money, you're earning while you're still learning how to get better social media. I'm still learning, you know, how to scale my business to seven figures next year. I'm learning, but am I earning money? Heck yeah, I am. Am I going to MBA school? Hell no. This is a real life experience you're getting. And that's exactly what I teach my clinicians to inside my academy. I'm like, you have all these trainings already. You can start making money right now while you're still learning deep inside of this whole functional medicine stuff because we just didn't have the time to learn. But you know enough to make this into a business model that I'm going to teach you how while you're still learning the clinical stuff to support your practice. But let me tell you, you already have enough education and training to start making money right now. So thank you for actually bringing this up because this is a huge mindset shift that a lot of people don't understand the difference because like, yeah, like I got to go to, let's say, you know, MBA school to have a understanding about business models and oh blah, God. blah, blah. No. Before. I was like, no, you don't. Those business books have been written for like 20 years ago. The world is changing. Let me tell you, the world is changing. Yeah. That was always like 
so frustrating too. I remember being in corporate and I had X amount of jobs with X amount of titles and roles and whatever. And when I wanted to grow, they were always like, oh, you can't because you don't have the experience, even though hell yeah, like I'm running a business now. I clearly know what the fuck I'm doing. But they're like, no, you need to go get an MBA. And I was like, nope, we're not doing that. Like I'm going to spend $100,000 to maybe get a $5,000 raise annually. Like, no, that's fucking ridiculous. Why would I do that? Exactly. It's so ridiculous. Oh my gosh, exactly. Again, me being in corporate for 13 years, the most raise I've received every single year between 2% and 2.5%. Isn't that such an insult with all that you do in the extra overtime? And then you look at inflation, which is anywhere from 5 to 7%. And you're like, this is, I'm basically paying you. <laughs> like, you're not even, like, this is ridiculous. And that was also like, I was lucky to get the raise. There, a lot of my colleagues had freezes. What does that mean? They wouldn't even get a raise for a year or two. What? I thought it's like standard practice to get a no, raise. No, ma'am. Wow, shit. Shit is right. Well, especially as a doctor, like you're, yeah. wow, I'm honestly shocked. Yeah. A lot of my colleagues, they had, it's called budget freeze. That's what they say. It's a budget freeze. They will not give you a raise and they're not hiring, periods. They're operating based on what they have already. Take it or leave it. Go find something else. You're not happy. Guess what? You can be replaced in two seconds. That's another thing. If you're working for someone, you're building someone else's dreams, not yours. You know? But yeah, it's that 2% raise. And literally, Gab, I teach this during my master classes, you know, during my workshops. I give everyone immediately. Do you want to know how much raise I'm giving them? Percentage of raise based on your hourly salary. 200% raise. 200% raise when you start having your own business, your own practice, because you're not dealing with all the BS with the insurances, the billings, paperwork. It's a cash-based model. And people who need our services, they're paying that much money because they understand the value you're bringing to their table. You see what I'm saying? When I give this number out during my workshops, they're like, what? I'm like, yes, right now, write down your salary. And, you know, in a clinical medical space, I would say like $65 an hour. It's like, it's a reasonable salary, like per hour average, because there are people who work brand new. There are some who are like longer. And I'm like, give yourself literally right now, 200% raise. And that's exactly what the magic number should be when you start your practice to start. (laughs) That's crazy though. Like, I feel like even $65 an hour is so low considering what you do and all the schooling you did. Because I even know people who like, they do like business consulting for like more than that cash money. Oh, absolutely. Not even after, like with taxes. Yes, because they're a consultant. They have their own business gap. You're validating the numbers I'm giving you. You're literally validating what I'm telling you because as an employee, and let me tell you, especially nowadays, Walgreens and CVS, all these big retail stores, they're hiring pharmacists with their doctorate, $45 an hour, $42 an hour, with no benefits because they'll intentionally give you less hours. So you don't even have a full-time hours to get the benefits. And CVS literally just announced, it was on CNN like maybe a couple of weeks ago, they're closing 900 stores, like, you know, in U.S., 900 stores because they are understanding the world is shifting. They realize people don't want to drive to the pharmacy to pick up their medications. Amazon, let me tell you, is going to be delivering your prescriptions via drones in the next year or so. It's coming. 
and you might have heard this first from me, you can give me the shout out when it actually happens, but this is what's coming. The world is shifting. And here's CVS closing 900 stores. It was on CNN like mid-November because they're turning these stores into like health hubs and they're going to focus on mental health, holistic health, and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what they're doing? If one big chain is doing this shit, everyone else is going to follow. So the world is changing. So again, kind of going back to our like conversation of like, when you have your own business, you don't have to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, what if my company shuts down or they close my own store? You are living in this uncertain space, even though you feel like your job is so secure. No, you're not oh, it's secure. Not. You're working for someone else. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, did you just like see that whole thing with the better.com CEO laid off like 900 people and then like took a leave of absence to go, I don't know, on holiday or some shit? Like, and then people are going to be like, well, your entrepreneur thing isn't secure. I'm like, well, your shit isn't either. Look what just happened. And right before the holidays, what a nice fuck you. Like, <laughs> what the hell? just bizarre. And that's the thing. Again, we've been so brainwashed that, again, you got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to do that to earn that race, to get that job. You know, especially women competing in like certain industries that are male-dominated industries that are like competing with that. Literally this weekend, I had this incredible, uh, my book signing event. Congrats, by the way. I saw it was a huge success. Thank you. It was incredible. It's such a beautiful thing to like see it happening. Like, you know, writing a book in five months, becoming bestseller in eight categories, unleash the story within. And my photographer that I hired, she was this really young, cool chick. And she really wants to do photography in music industry. She was like, Christine, like, I cannot get a job. Like people will not hire me because it's such a male dominated space. And I'm like, but that's screwed up. I'm like, you're so good. She's like, I know. And here are like this incredible soul that can totally do this, like probably even better. You know what I mean? For other people. But again, because of her, like being a female, being in this like male dominated space in this music industry as a photographer, like she can't get a gig. And I'm like, that's just bullshit. Like that just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So yeah, nothing is secure, especially if you're competing, you know, (laughs) in the industry that does not have a lot of like, they don't see your value or they will not hire you at a certain rate because again, your background and trainings, they'll find ways to like disqualify you. Right. And you just have to ask yourself, like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What is it that I want to get out of this experience? And is this job going to give me peace? A lot of times we get a job just to get a job because we just don't know what other opportunities are out there for us because we have not slowed down to ask questions and connect with people who have opportunities like what you're looking for. And then you're like, wow, I guess this is it. I just have to go get this job to pay my bills. No, you don't. Get creative. Ask good questions, connect with people who are doing what you would like to do, and let them introduce you to people who might be looking for somebody like you. But if you don't ask, you ain't going to receive. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true. I ask all the time. I'll even like DM whatever, reach out to people and be like, hey, I will literally pay for your virtual coffee at Starbucks. Here's the gift card. Like, I just want a couple minutes of your time if that's okay. Like, yeah, that's great. I do it for free, but sure, I'll take the coffee. (laughs) Right? I hear you. Surround yourself with people who are doing the damn thing and just ask yourself, like, how can I get into this industry that you want to get into? 
and don't ask like how much their programs is. That's another thing to get because as an entrepreneur, you have resources you're providing for your services, right? And obviously there's a fee associated with that to be working with you. Same with me. There is a fee associated to work with me. And a lot of times people don't understand the value you're giving them because they're just looking that transaction is like a oh my gosh, I'm going to invest like $20,000 in this program or I'm going to invest $5,000 or like $100. It doesn't matter. Investment is an investment. It's time and money, right? They don't understand the lifetime value you're giving them. They don't understand the lifetime value of the skills they're going to learn when they work with you. And they're just literally focusing on that amount that they're about to pay and they're like, oh my gosh, like I just spend this much money on this. Like, what if it doesn't work? And now their mind is like going like cuckoo because they're like, shit, like I've never spent this much money on the mentor or business training or whatever, right? I know, but when you think about it, like people will drop 200K on a fucking degree or like a million dollars on a house, but then you're like, I don't want to spend $500 on this course that'll completely change the course of my life because of what you're like, do you not see that there's, there's a problem there. Like if you're not investing in your ideas or your future, you're clearly not going to get anything out of it. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, at all. absolutely. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand the lifetime value of the investment that they're making, whether you're investing financially or your time, which is the most valuable asset you have. What I'm teaching everyone is how to create their own online practice in like three months that they can make and give themselves 200% raise in three months. Like slow down to understand the impact that their life is going to have if they understand the tools that are in front of them and they're open to receive it too. You know what I mean? Again, people who are just like questioning like, oh, $500 course, well, I can get this for free or there's a lot of free resources. Go ahead. How much time is that going to cost you to learn all this free things, getting freebies from left and right? And then you're going to get so overwhelmed because there's so much data out there. And now you're going to be like, oh, I don't think this is a business model I want to accomplish because it's not for me. I'm like, <laughs> okay now. And then you're going to come back and you're going to ask me to work with you. And I'll be, by the way, my prices have been increased because I keep adding more value to my program. Goes back to like understanding the lifetime value of what we do as an entrepreneur. Sometimes people don't see that, don't understand that because they're so brainwashed of like, yeah, I can take like a $200,000 loans and invest all this time and get a job that's paying me $40 an hour. Somehow, somehow that's okay. Somehow that's okay. But investing, let's say $500 in here and understanding the skills that they're going to get for the rest of their life that they can use as an entrepreneur, somehow they're making us like we're charging too much. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm actually undercharging for my services. So yeah, we both get it because we both have dropped mad fucking money, a lot of money. Like we're talking double, triple digits on things before. So it's like, this is not actually more than that, I would say. But um, yeah. And just being unapologetic too, Gabby, because a lot of times people have this you know, this thing of like, oh my gosh, like they don't like to share how much money they're making because for them, they're still like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be telling people. I'm like, no, I'm actually unapologetic how much money I'm making because it gives someone else the hope that this is possible for them too. Again, I'm not saying this to you like bragging about what I'm doing by my success story. And again, this is not an overnight success story. It took years in making, literally 15 years of making, 
it's understanding of like what you can do right now. Again, you're one decision away from completely changing your life. So what decision are you going to make today that's completely going to change your life, especially as we head into the New Year's? And are you making those decisions based on your ego or based on your desires? So if you want to be the nomad, travel the world, and make an impact in the world using social media and Zoom, all these tools that are out there in front of us, freaking do it. Like, what's stopping you? Mindset shit, really, but yeah, <laughs> nothing really. But they need to understand that. They need to understand that. And sometimes it might take people like several times to hearing the same message till it clicks. Yep. Did for me. It took a while, so. It's okay. But look where you are now. Yeah, right? Crazy. <laughs> Imagine if you just stopped after the third person telling you the same thing. You're like, oh, no. But let me tell you, maybe you, when you heard it for the fourth time, it finally made sense. And that's okay. That's okay. Just keep going. Seriously, just keep freaking going. Yeah. Well, this has been great. One of the things I like to do as like a last final send up for my listeners is just to ask you one final question. It's a little deep, but if you can give advice to your younger self, what would that be? Ooh, um, not being so hard on myself. Sometimes we're growing up in a culture that especially women are not good enough for certain roles and they have this role they have to step into to fulfill first before they do something else for them. And just not being so hard on myself and trying to like make everyone else happy around me and just really stopping and saying like, no, like I am good enough and I don't have to like make everyone happy around me as long as I'm happy. And I think that took me a while to really understand the power of that because again, I sacrificed my health for my career because I was trying to look good from outside and being the successful woman, having all her shit together. But inside I was dying. I was spending less time with my family as a parent than I was spending time in my car driving to work and coming home in LA traffic. But again, I wanted the world to see me the successful clinician in this admin roles and as like top-notch hospital, working in Beverly Hills, doing all these things. I wish I was not so hard on myself. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to work there to have those big titles. And like, I'm enough. And sometimes it would have been better for me to have a part-time job because we could totally afford that. I just had to be very realistic with my expenses. <laughs> Everything is adjustable. I could have totally be okay with working part-time hours and being a full-time mom. So I don't miss on those moments that I cannot get back. You know what I mean? So just reflecting back of like, stop being so hard on ourselves and trying to find ways to like lead with your heart and soul versus the logical part of our brain that's here to protect us. And make those decisions of like dig deep. And, you know, you said like this question is deep and it is deep. A lot of times we make decisions from our minds because that's the logical part that's trying to justify why you should do that versus like my heart and soul and my guts that I was talking about. How am I going to feel when I make this decision? Is this decision going to bring me peace? Am I going to be fulfilled? Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be loved in this new space I'm tapping into? Who's there with me when they're going to be, you know, celebrating my success? And those are things we don't slow down to ask ourselves because we're trying to like logically justify why we shouldn't take that risk 
and go to the next space because we're trying to be so hard on ourselves, trying to find the best time, the best program, the best investment. You know what I mean? And no, stop, stop. Just stop. That's it. Just stop. Just do the damn thing, guys. Just do the damn thing. Like, seriously. It's like my favorite phrase. Just is that getting into that imperfect, messy, inspired action would take you so much further than people who are just doing and like learning and they're just not really, they're not going all out. I'm like, why? Like, seriously. You got one life to live. Like tomorrow is not guaranteed. Like why are you playing small? There's somebody out there that's praying for you to be in their life so you can change their life. It's not about you. Things that I do is not about me. It's about the lives that I'm going to change. And because there's somebody out there that's listening right now and be like, oh my gosh, get me out of this shit show that I'm in right now. Get me out of this job. There's somebody out there that's praying for me to come into their lives. If I have to play small, I'm actually killing all those dreams and desires for other people that they have because I'm doubting my skills because I'm being so hard on myself. I'm trying to be perfect. Not anymore. Not anymore. Spoken like a true baller. (laughs) Thank you, my love. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So can you let everyone know where they can connect with you if they want to reach out, like, you know, touch base, like tell you how awesome you are, join your program. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And yeah, the best way to connect with me, I'm really utilizing LinkedIn as to network. So Dr. Christine Manukian, and same with Instagram, Dr. Christine Manukian. And again, Keeping it simple, head on to my website, drchristymanukin.com. And I have this incredible workshop that I'm going to be hosting in January, starting January 31st, five-day workshop that I'm literally going to show you the tools and show you how you can launch your practice in functional medicine in five days. If you thought this is not doable, it is doable. And I'm going to make it so simple and doable because we all have the education and training already. Like we talked about, earn money while you're making an impact while you're still learning. And that's exactly what I'm going to be teaching starting January 31st. So yeah, head over to my website, drchristymanukian.com. Connect with me. And I'm always looking for people who are taking massive action. And we're talking about action. So if there's anything that resonated during our conversation, something that I said, something that Gabby said, please screenshot our episode when it airs, tag us on social media, and tell us what action you're going to take based on the conversation you had. Like, I'm not here to like inspire you. I'm here for you to take actions. So again, I don't want you to listen like, wow, this was like an awesome an hour conversation. No. You are going to make me happy when I see you actually doing the thing and getting into action. So tag us, share your wins, because again, we're here to celebrate you and we're not here just to inspire you. We're here to actually inspire you to get into action, not just listen and forget about it. Oh, that was great. No. What did you do about that to change your life? So get out there, definitely connect on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook too. I like to use it, but not as much. So Instagram and LinkedIn is the best way to connect. And if there's anything that I said that resonates again with you, you can grab like a 15 minutes on my calendar. Let's have that conversation because again, you're one decision away from changing your life. So are you going to take that leap of faith and make that decision to change your life and rewrite your story? If you are, let's connect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast. Visit corporatequitter.com for resources, extended content, and additional information about our guests. To connect with us, stay up to date on all things Corporate Quitter, and to learn more about how you can leave the nine to five, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys.